Hello and welcome to the check-in for community connection and conversation over the airwaves. It's Monday and the world is coming off of a weekend of protests, rallies, gatherings, calling for justice and continuing to call for action. Here in mid-Missouri was no exception. An estimated thousand or more people gathered in Columbia yesterday at the Boone County Courthouse for a Black Lives Matter rally and march. The photos of people gathering here and the around the world make a huge impression. So today we're taking some time to step back after this eventful weekend to talk about protest, the voices, the energy, and the music that can keep the momentum going during these times. They are times that Race Matters Friends President Tracy wilson Camp called on the check-in last week, painful hope. Today we'll listen to voices and music that reflect that pain and hope driving the protest now and in our history. Our guest today is Professor Stephanie Shonikan. She's back. She's a musicologist and the professor and chair of Afro-American Studies at University of Massachusetts Amherst. Professor Shonikan has also served as a faculty member in MU's Black Studies Department and in the School of Music. Her latest book is Black Lives Matter and Music, and she's also launched a collaboration called Race and the American Story, and you can find that collaboration at raceandtheamericanstory.org. Uh, Professor Shonikin, thank you so much for coming back and joining us again on the check-in. Thank you, Janet. Good to be here. It's great to have you here. Let me remind listeners, you, as always, can join the discussion today and every day. Did you attend a protest this weekend or maybe several? Um, have you been out there with the rallies, the gatherings in the past 10 days, either as a protester, as a journalist, someone watching, um, or maybe you've uh, been a protester and participated in our recent or distant past here in Missouri and on MU campus or any campuses here in Columbia? What did you see and hear that stuck with you? What are your hopes for going forward? We'd love to hear from you. Uh, so. Professor Shonikin, so first off, um, Tracy Wilson-Kleekamp was on our uh, program last week, and she mentioned painful hope, I believe is how she put it. And that just kind of struck me as a really great phrase for kind of, I think, how a lot of people feel right now, whether they're out there with the protests or watching from the sidelines. Um, when you think about painful hope um, and our history in America of protest, um, what comes to mind for you? Um, yeah, I would love to start by saying how much of a fan of Tracy I am. Um, when she comes up with that sort of um, notion or idea to capture the, the, these various moments, um, it's, it's coming from a place where she's done a lot of work, a lot of reading, a lot of uh, activism herself and advocacy. Mm -hmm. um, I think it really does capture each and every moment since over these last 400 years of of African Americans um, primarily um, trying to um, push for what the um, the expectations are of citizenship um, and what the expectations are of full um, human human existence. And so um, I, I I love that that um, phrase painful hope because each moment has been filled with um with pain you know um there's a lot of there's a lot of blood sweat and, and tears and death um but at the same time people keep keep pushing so there is hope as well 
Yes, I think so. And uh, Stephanie Jonigan, we, we are going to listen to some music that you've pulled for us. And we're also going to hear, I think, some from some protest voices from the weekend. Um, but when you uh, hear in a, throughout this next half hour, um, but when you think about what you're hearing during this time, what you're probably listening as a musicologist um, and a historian, mm-hmm. really, a, a little differently. And, and your ears are attuned. What, what would you say are the sounds of this movement going on right now? Um, so, so every time there is movement by Black people, there's always there's always um, chanting. There's always some kind of music that goes along with it. There's always call and response. Um, all these are aspects of of um, the music making that Black people have carried from Africa into the, the diaspora. Um, and so allies have joined that. And I and I've seen this um, as I said on our last on our last visit. I saw this um, at, at Mizzou and certainly at all these protests across the country where um, there are call and, re- call and response um, uh, performances, there are chants, there are songs. Um, this is what drives the movement. These are ways of bringing together the, the community and, ha- and having everybody have ownership um, mm-hmm. in, what, in, in what is being done. I love the way you say having everyone have ownership in what's being done. You do. Um, This strikes me as some of the most um, really striking, actually, music and and sounds that have come Mm -hmm. from the protests here in Columbia over the weekend. Let's go to a soundbite. We've got um, Simone Sparks, who I believe is with the group Loose Loose um, Uh, in Columbia. Yeah, one of my favorites. And and an actress (laughs) as well. Um, You know, she's been in a lot. She's real active. And um, we have a clip here from yesterday's protest in Columbia. Again, um, estimated more than a thousand people gathered at the Boone County Courthouse yesterday. Really very impressive showing impressive images and also some impressive sounds. Um, Here's a little clip from Simone Sparks leading the group in what they are calling the Black National Anthem, um, Lift Every Voice and Sing. Here, Here it is. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. So that's a really moving clip from yesterday's protest with Simone Sparks leading the group in the Black National Anthem. And people, I think we're given... Uh, the the words to sing along and joined in um, to that movement. Let me just remind listeners right now that you're listening to the check-in. We're talking about the sounds of protests, the voices, the music, um, the things that are keeping you uh, and the momentum going. If you're out there, let us know. We're talking about the painful hope of these protests and what that sounds like um, with professor and musicologist Stephanie Shonik. And if you've been out there, uh, in, in involved and in participating in some of this. If you've been involved in participating in protests in our recent or distant past at MU, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you can add your voice, your perspective to the mix, and, and you can also bring your questions and comments uh, for Professor Stephanie Shonigan. Um Stephanie, so yes, that was a, a nice moment there that was happening in the heat. When it comes to specific music, um, of this and other protests. Um, let's get into the music a little bit. What comes to mind for you for that? Mm-hmm. Um, so what we just heard with Simone um, Sparks, and again, um, another 
great person who upholds um, whose work I have been following. She was part of the um, the Talking Drum initiative that I started at, at Mizzou um, as part of citizenship at Mizzou. Um, Simone's rendering of Lift Every Voice and Sing What Is is so poignant and so important for this moment. I think there are a lot of people who don't know that that has been the Black National Anthem since 1919, and it was um, taken up by the NAACP um, as a way of sort of countering the other anthem, right? The, the, the other national song. And this song really helped to show African-Americans and Americans generally that, um, that, the, that the sense of citizenship is one that must be shared by, by everyone. So, so this is a, a song that is almost a, like a hymn that mm, is um, yes. very spiritual very spiritual and it's very much part of the of the movement for for liberation and and justice so that song definitely will always play in any playlist that um that tries to capture each and every one of these moments um i remember teaching about it in in class at mizzou some some years ago and you know um most of the class had never heard of it and had never heard it and we had a great a great um conversation about, you know, because there were some students who thought it was divisive. And so um, we had a great conversation about the necessity of these types of, of, of songs. So people just need to listen to, listen to them to, to get a sense of, of where the struggle has been and where the struggle um, needs to go next and, and who needs to, 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 to come along in it. Um, and so there are lots of other songs that I, that I could mention from from gospel to R&B to, um, you know, civil rights songs like um, Sweet Honey in the Rock's rendering of um, We're Not Gonna Let Nobody Turn Us Around. You know, those, those are songs that were used in the marches. Um, uh, we Shall Overcome. All of these songs are part of the, of the history of the fight for Black liberation and, and Black freedom and social justice for all. All right, and I think we have some music as the sweet honey and the rock and ain't nobody coming up here. Uh, let's just take a moment and listen to this for a second, and then, uh, Professor Jonathan, you can explain a little bit more about this song. Keep on walking, keep on talking, marching up to That's uh, Sweet Honey in the Rock. And we're talking on the check-in here with Professor Stephanie Shonick, and she's a musicologist and professor, uh, talking about with us about uh, the sounds of protest on this Monday following a weekend of protests across the globe calling for action. Um, professor Shonick, tell us about that song, Sweet Honey in the Rock, Ain't Nobody. Yeah. Um, so this song is, is one of so many songs that, accompanied the civil rights movement. Um, and it is a song that is based on an old Negro spiritual. Um, so it is a folk song. It is a song that comes from the belly of the folk. And it's, it's a song that really captures what, um, what 
you know, what slaves were, were going through and their resolve and um, consistent hope, or to, again, use Tracy's term, um, painful hope that they were going to keep going no matter what. Um, and so this is, this is one that um, you would have heard, um, you know, um, from, from people like Fannie Lou Hamer um, and other people um, who generated so much movement in the 1950s and 1960s. Um, it's, it's one that is still relevant. Um, in Obama's White House, Sweet Honey in the Rock um, uh, sang it um, at one of those events where they brought the, brought the musicians in and, she, and um, Bernice Johnson Reagan actually had everybody get up from their seats and sing along because the the character of those kinds of, of songs is that um, it it should be participatory from 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 every angle. It's it's not it's not a solo song. It's a it's a song for everybody. Um, and so this is the kind of song that we may have heard um, over the last few few days also um, during these these protests all over the world. Yeah, it's a it's a. Perfect song. Um, let me just ask another general question um, for you, Stephanie. What I mean, and this is really kind of what you're all about, and you've written books about this. But um, you know, we're, and we're kind of talking about this. But I, I haven't asked the question quite this way, which is what What is the role that music has played during specifically black-led protest movements historically and the civil rights movement? Can you just dive into that a little bit more? Sure. Um, so, so music has always been part of black life, um, always will be, um, no matter where, where black people are. Um, when, when Africans were, were stolen from, from Africa, um, they were left with nothing except um, several cultural aspects of, of life, among them the approach to music making, the, the approach to worship. Um, these are things that have have um, traveled with with Africans through through the, the diaspora, so it makes sense then that music would definitely be be part of of, of each movement. Um, I think it, it it must be mentioned also that this music is really a lens into what Black people have gone through. You know, um, every time there's a there's a new video or a new um, murder of a of a Black person, I hear from from people from from well-intended neighbors, pastors, that, you know, we, we, we didn't know this was going on. But Black music is so popular, you know. I mean, everybody loves Motown. Everybody loves Black music. If you would just pay attention, listen to the music, whether it's from these civil rights movement songs or from funk music or from hip-hop or from R&B or soul, um, you will get a, a, a sense. It's almost a... a uh, an avenue into a huge panoramic view of, of what African-American life has been. And, and the music contains all these um, snapshots of, of the pain that, that Black people have, have gone through and the hope too, for sure. Uh, and can you give us a sense, Pro Professor uh, Stephanie Jeanigan, um on how these, you know, as you said, the, the, the hope, the pain of what's going on with these movements has always been in the music. It's always been there. How, can you talk a little bit uh, historically about how they 
these songs migrated to the radio and reached sort of the popular sensibility um, historically? Yeah. Um, so uh, this is a whole, a whole um, long history, and um, we'll be talking about this on, on this book club that, I'm, that I'll, we'll get to in yes. a little bit. Um, but um, so African-Americans um, created this music on plantations, right? And, um, and as enslaved human beings, they use this music to, um, to, to drive their, their work and to keep them um, hopeful about, um, about freedom, both heavenly freedom and earthly freedom. Um, the music then evolved from the spirituals to the blues um, after emancipation and, um, and then was collected by, by people like Alan Lomax um, as part of, of um, a fascination with, with Black music and Black performance. And so um, we, we have to mention minstrelsy, where, where white folks were so, um, so interested and so um, captivated by Black performance that they took it and, of course, um, appropriated it and um, exaggerated it in ways that are completely problematic. But, but that kind of, of attention to, to Black music has always been part of American um, cultural history. And so when we get to the 1920s, um, we start seeing that music taken over um, by, um, by, by, by white artists. Um, we look at, at the way jazz has evolved from very much an African-American music to a what, what's now called an American music. And that's because of, again, the fascination with Black music and Black cultural expression. Um, and so, you know, the, the recording studio has, has, has taken that over, um, went through a phase of race music um, in the 40s, into the 50s, and then um, rock and rock and roll, um, again, was, a, a, was a, a continuation of that. So, um, and we can extend that onto, onto hip hop. Um, again, that, that black music has, is probably one of the most, um, the most, fiercely, um, uh, I don't know, um, taken, fiercely cultural expressions that has been taken up by, by um, the world, you know, yes. so you can't go to any, any part of the world where black music is not, is not loved and appropriated well, in different ways. It's a fascinating history, and I appreciate you doing that in, in sort of two minutes. <laughs> Stephanie, that's very, very hard uh, order to, to kind of fill there. Um, but, you know, it's, it's also, you know, come to my attention um, really not early enough, but like even country, country music. I mean, come with A.P. Carter mm -hmm. going to um, black churches back in the day and, and, mm -hmm. and sort of mm -hmm. appropriating really uh, gospel music. Um, and Rihanna Giddens is, I think, an artist who's really kind of coming, oh, yeah. like, sort of making right. us aware of that. So check her out. But um, you, um, Stephanie, have um, given us uh, Nina Simone um, as an example as well to talk about. Can you talk to us a little bit about your Nina Simone pick and what it has to do for you um, with protests? Yes. Yes, I, I think, Janet, that every time I, I come on, I will bring in a Nina Simone pick. Okay. Because she really, she, she really embodies what so many Black people have gone through, the, the struggle in, in creating her work, but also the work itself. So this time I, I asked 
um, us to, to think about young, gifted, and black, because a lot of this movement is 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 by young, gifted black people. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's young people who are who are driving this. So I'll 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 allow you to listen to this song that came out in 1969, and um, it's Nina Simone. Simone saying there's a world waiting for you uh, in 1969 with Young, Gifted, and Black yeah. Nina Simone. Any other yeah. thoughts on that one, Stephanie, before we move on? Yeah, sure. Um, I want to also say that, you know, it's, it's amazing that that song, written and produced in 1969 as a, as a tribute to her mentor, um, Lorraine Hansberry, um, playwright, that that song is still relevant in 2020. Um, should give us all pause. You yes. know, I think that um, every name that has been called over the last few few days, really, are people who have been killed. But these are people who are also young, gifted, and black, right? And and so the the sort of juxtaposition of both those who are marching now, those who are doing the work now, and then those for those who have been snuffed out. You know, um, all of them are young, gifted, and and black. Yes. Let me just remind our listeners, this is the check-in, our live noontime forum for community and connection over the airwaves. And we're talking about protest music, the sounds of protest with professor and musicologist Stephanie Shonikin. Um, We're talking about what she's hearing in the protest and in this movement and how music can fuel protests and change in our culture. Have you attended one of the recent protests or protests back in the day? You're welcome to call us. We've only got a few more minutes and people tend to um, call at the very last minute. So we've got about six minutes, but we will work you in. We have lines open if you want to call and just have a question or comment about music and the sounds of the protests. If you've been out there, um, Stephanie, I really want to talk about this new project that you've launched. Um, We have more music we can get to here, um, but I don't want to end the program without asking you about this raceandtheamericanstory.org collaboration. And you also, a lot of people are talking about what to read right now. You have a book club that's part of this. Can you tell us Mm -hmm. about that? Yes. Um, so Race in the American Story is a class and then a project that I started at Mizzou after 2015 um, with my colleague, Adam Seagrave, who was at the time in the Kinder Institute and the Department of Political Science. We um, have continued this, this project and there are several aspects of it. I know we, we don't have time and people can go to the website and read up on it, but um, we've started a book club because a lot of people are asking what to do. And I think um, many of us would would agree that the best that the first thing is is knowledge is awareness and so we we started this book club the first book we are taking on is called Anthem um, and it's by Shana Redmond and we're ta- and this book is a, it it really weaves history and music um, and so I'm inviting mm-hmm. folks to, to to join the join the book club I know Skylark Bookshop is 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 ordering copies of the book as we speak um, but read the book. Um, it's, it's, 
it can be heavy, but there's so much in it. Um, and then we'll have a conversation amongst our, ourselves, and then we'll invite Shana in to answer questions about the music that has accompanied these movements, both here in the United States, but also in South Africa, also in, in, in different parts of, of the world. So um, I, I really um, look forward to, to that conversation. Um, and the, so the first book is, again, Anthem, and our conversations will happen at the beginning of July, and then we'll announce our new book. Anthem. That sounds great. And let me just say out there um, for you, uh, Stephanie, and also people listening, on Friday, we're going to talk about reading for justice. And a lot of people are asking about what to read. So we want to have this conversation on our Friday check-in coming up this Friday. Right. Um, Stephanie, you're, you just mentioned sort of the global perspective. Let me ask you about your um, what you've called your dual heritage, combining West Africa and West Indies um, background. Now, with you've also had lots of experience living in Missouri and raising a family family in Missouri, how does your heritage and experiences enhance your perspective on American history and music? Yeah, um, I think that um, being being half African, half um, West Indian um, has allowed, and then studying African-American history and, and music um, has allowed me to really see the sort of wide-ranging um, um, implications of white supremacy. So the U.S. is 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 not exclusive in its in its sort of clutch to um, the power structure and the hierarchies that have been a result of white supremacy. Any country um, in any part of the world um, can can has exhibited that, and certainly in the countries where I've I've grown up. So um, so what it's done is is just allowed me to um, connect what's happening here here in in the U.S. to a much wider history of, of, of imperialism and colonialism um, and, 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 and to understand how deeply rooted and systemic this, this problem is and how much work we still have to, have to do. Um, I, I just want to mention that um, one, of the, one of the points that, that made me smile um, in the last year or two was when um, Beyonce's homecoming, and you and I had talked about Beyonce at the last show, yes. um, but, but, but during her homecoming show, she actually had a, a, a piece in the music that was from Fela Kuti, who is Nigerian, mm -hmm. um, and the name of this, of, of this song that she, that she brought into, kind of brought, brought into her music was, is, is a song called Zombie, which is a really great way of, of thinking about how Beyonce and, and her world is connected to Fela Kuti and his world wow. and how yeah. this is part of a much wider conversation. All right. Well, that's we've got to start there next time you come on, Stephanie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, let me we we uh, want to get to one last of your picks. We'll go out today with Kendrick Lamar to take us out of the show. Um, can you talk a little bit about him as we go out here and also new music artists today who are kind of fueling protest and inspiring people? Sure. Um, so this is a, a, one of my favorites because I saw our students at Mizzou use this song on, on their, during their, their time and their movement. Mm, yes. um, it's a song that most people might be uncomfortable with, but it's a song that needs to be heard. 2015. All right. So this is 
Harking back to the Concerned Student 1950 protest here at MU, um, but also fueling very much the, the painful hope of the protests going on and that we're seeing around us. Stephanie Shonikan, thank you so much for joining us again. It always just goes by way too quickly, so you'll come <laughs> back, I hope. Okay. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks, Janet. Thank you. Take care. All right. That's it for today's check-in on KBIA. Thanks again to Professor Stephanie Shonikan for joining us. Check out Stephanie's work in the project Race and the American Story at raceandtheamericanstory.org. The check-ins produced by Christopher Husted and me with KBIA News Director Ryan Femuliner, Zia Kelly, and Hannah France. You can see more at kbia.org. Thanks for checking in today. We'll be here tomorrow with uh, Columbia Public Schools Chief Diversity Officer Carla London, also the Max Scholars Director and Nell Witt. Until then, stay well and stay in touch. When the killer's dead in the street for sure I'm at the preacher's door My knees can weak and my gun might blow But we gon' be alright, alright Be alright Be alright We gon' be alright Do you hear me? Do you feel me? We gon' be alright Be alright We gon' be alright Be alright Do you hear me? Do you feel me? We gon' be alright What you want? You a house? You a girl? 40 acres in the mule A piano with guitar Put the candy pen in on a regal digging in my pocket in a profit big enough to feed you every day. My logic get another dollar just to keep you in the presence of your chico. Ah! I don't talk about it, be about it every day. I see cool. If I got it, then you know you got it. Heaven, I can reach you. Pet up, pet up, pet up, my dog, that's all. Big bag and chat, I trapped the back for y'all. I rap, I black on tracks, so arrest the show. My rights, my wrongs, I write till I'm right with God. When you know we've been nerfed, been down before. When I brought was low, looking at the world like, where do we go? Kill us dead in the street for sure. I'm at the door. My knees getting weak and my gun might blow.